Isaiah chapter 25 from verse 6. It says that in this mountain the Lord shall give a feast of fat things, of wine, full of marrow. Verse 7, it says, and he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over the people and the veil that is spread over the nations, that's over people's minds, and he will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord will wipe away tears from all of all our faces, and the rebuke of people shall he take away from the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. Verse 9, and it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is the Lord, we have waited for him, he will save us. This is the Lord, we have waited for him, we'll be glad and rejoice in his salvation. So, that veil needs to be taken off. So, somebody, God says, listen, when he says all things are possible, he means all things are possible. So you go somewhere and see someone, they said he has a terminal disease. They said he has six more weeks to live. That man doesn't have to die. But somebody has to know the laws through which that man will live. All right? If nobody on this earth knows how to cure a person of an ailment, it doesn't mean there's no cure. The fact that there's an ailment, there's a cure. The fact that something went wrong can, can go right. The issue is that a veil has been spread over the minds of the whole of humanity. And he says, when you come here, sit until I make thine enemies thy footstool. God wants to remove that veil off and then teach you his laws concerning that particular thing, right? And then as you begin to implement those laws, right then. So, understand that crisis. Now, I'm going to say three things. If you are a word of faith, Pentecostal, you may not like, but it will help you. If you are angry, just chill, all right? You will need it shortly. Number one, understand that crisis comes to test what you don't have, not what you have. To show you what you don't know and not what you know. In other words, when you're faced with a crisis, it is to unveil to you things you do not yet know, not to establish to you that what you know is all you need to know. Do you get what I'm saying here? So once you come in contact, let's say my church is not growing, then it says has, it has come to show you because it's your expectation. Now, if that's not your expectation, no problem. But your expectation is that this will happen. So you expect, all right? You opened up a business, you expect clients to come because you've put out something you think should bring in the client. Now, if they're not coming, then you need to understand that they are certain, it's showing you that there's something you don't know. Now, if you're getting the results and then after some time you stagnate, he's saying all that you know has finished. This is now showing you you don't know certain things. All right? That's all that is happening. If you face it with what you have and only with what you know, you lose. But if you face it by searching to find what you need that you don't have, you are ultimately going to win. That's why it says, couch all joy, but if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. In other words, I'm going to start searching. I'm going to, all right, find out what is required. What, 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 how do we handle this particular thing? Uh, so, so you find people, all right, that want to, I mean, I mean let me tell you this. You, you, if somebody starts out in business and just believes you will succeed, and you don't even talk to anybody that, you're nothing. So, I mean, I don't, all right. So people that don't understand that, look, we have got to, that's why people have research teams. That's why they do things. So you know that it is, it is what you don't know that this thing has come to reveal and this thing has come to show you. 
if a person tries to drive and he cannot drive and is having problems, it's based on what he doesn't know. Not, not, it's not, he didn't come to show you, all right, what you know. So once you understand that, okay, then you can deal, all right, with it successfully. The third one that may affect you is that when situations come your way, let me quote what Paul said. He said, when we went through these troubles, we don't want you to be ignorant. We had the sentence of death on ourselves. You know what that means? It has come to an end. Now, when situations come into your life and they hit you for the first time, they are stronger than you. I'm stronger than it. Why do you think people get discouraged? Why do you think people get dispersed? Why do you think people get confused? Why are they carrying a load? Why is it that they say, well, I have bills to pay. I don't know how to pay the bills. Why do you think, and people start getting suicidal thoughts because we're not teaching it right. The thing is stronger than you. Look at what, all right? Now, it's not stronger than God, but stronger than your own capacity at that point. So that's the pressure. Look at what he says in Psalm 142, verse 6, and I'll show you the way out of this. All right, Psalm 142, verse 6, 142, verse 6, quickly. It says, attend to my cry for I'm brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Then Jeremiah 31, verse 11, it says, Jeremiah 31, verse 11, it says, for the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. And then how do you deal with that? Psalm 105 and verse 24. It says, Psalm 105 verse 24. It says, and he increased his people greatly and made them what? Stronger. So you start with it being stronger than you. And I'm not sure what to do. You sit down with God and daily he increases you until you are stronger than that thing. So you come to a point where you are struggling to get your business from 500,000 to, all right, turnover of 10 million but if you grow, which one I want to show here, you grow to a capacity of 100 million, you look at 10 million and say, you mean I was crying over that stuff there? But you have grown and you have begun. But if you keep thinking that I know, all right, I know the problem is not me. I, I understand the problem. Then there will be no growth and that's where Satan wants to keep. And he says, and people harden their heart. So, so how does this thing work? Harden not your heart. Uh, somebody, this is the example I could give. Uh, somebody, let me just use this. He got a job in Hague and, and, and says rejoicing. Practice principles and got it. And now what was the last step? He tried to get a visa and they just refused the visa. And says, but I have a visa to UK. I have a visa to this place. How come you people are refusing? But they, for one, because their, their own way of accepting is different. They refuse. And that person goes back. Now, that person can get bitter and get hard in their heart. And, you know, you, know, you come and fold your hand at this faith thing they are talking about. After, how can God do this to me? After I did this, I did this. You are saying what you did and what you know, not what you don't know. Now, a person who doesn't harden their heart goes home that day, and their attitude towards it is, I'm going to the Hague. I hold fast my confession without wavering. I'm faithful. But here, God wants to teach me something. And then understands that this lesson I will learn is not just to get this visa, but I will use it when I get to this place and I start walking. So there's something about life God wants to teach me. So he goes into worship. Worshiping the creator. You are, all, you are the all-knowing God. You know more than everything. Worships him about phantoms, things he doesn't understand. Now my great teacher, the student is here. 
lead and guide me. Send saviors, send teachers my way. It's time for a journey. And then you worship him. In that way, you have opened your heart so that he can start writing the laws. I'm telling you, it won't be days. When you just be seated somewhere, somebody will just say something and just say that, you know, you know, I had this cousin who was learning. You know, he just mentioned in passing that when they do this, then the principles start coming. You start learning. You start learning. You start learning. You start learning. All right? After some time, you get to a point where you have understood why they said no. And you understand why they will say yes. You go there, practice that. They say yes. And then you leave that particular place because you have received an understanding there from God. So God wants to teach. He said, if you will hear my voice in that time, harden not your heart. If you will hear me speak to you, he says, harden not your heart. Now, it's painful what has happened. He said, he said worship me and I will start talking to you. I, I will start teaching you. All right? I will start teaching you. I will begin, all right, to talk to you. All right? About suddenly, I remember somebody telling me a story. This lady got married to this guy. It was at the reception. Reception. No party at night. She just came. Yeah. 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 They said, what happened? Eh? Anger. I don't know what one of the caterers did. When the guy carried the table or something. Hey. Yeah. 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 This is what I'm married. Are you concerned? Yeah. Now, the journey of how to calm and anger management has just started. Listen to me. Just go to God and worship him. Don't say you miss God. Don't say that. All right? Just because the Bible says that, it says in Proverbs, even if a dice is rolled, God is the one that determines where it gets to. So you have gotten, you say, God, I've missed you. Then, listen, just open God, teach me. First thing God will say, you haven't missed me. Even when a dice is rolled, where it lands, I'm the one. I maintain your laws. Your lines are falling into pleasant places. And you, do you understand what I'm saying here? So you see that. God forces, forget, I'll show you this. Forget what you learned at the marriage seminar. He says, listen to what I'm saying here. Now, because some people, it's my seminar that has caused the problem in the marriage. Now, I want to show you what I'm saying. Because people have not understood what they said in the marriage seminar. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, people can teach what they don't know. Let me show you. Okay? So, let me close with this. Remember Moses said he was faithful. So, I want to show you what faithfulness, staying with God in that time. Now, please don't get it wrong. I know it will be difficult. I know, I've told you that it's stronger than you. That's why I've brought it. I'm not, don't fake anything. It's stronger, which means it hits you in a place that the only thing you know how to do is to sleep. Something happened somewhere, and somebody told my wife, it was a relative, I said, because you, you are pastor of a Christian, I said, because I said, listen, I have not prayed since it happened. I can't even speak in tongues. It has happened. I've gone through something before. Many years ago, this was when I was in school, I counted the days, 23 days, I couldn't speak in tongues. Not that, you know, you can't even, you, the thing hits you so hard, you can't, you can't, not that you, you can't, you're not going to, you can't even speak in tongues. That you are just, what? What? All right? You, you just come to a place where, you know, and God wants to teach you things. So, and I'm saying you get to that place, it is not over. It's that God wants to show you some depth about life. That when you move in future with skill and grace, people will say, where did you learn it from? Are you following what I'm saying here? 
You will meet with people and say, sit down. Do one, do two, do three, do four. They do one, two, three, four. Bam. They say, where do you learn it? Chief, relax. We've been there. Are you following saying here? Now, let me close with this. Look at this here. Numbers chapter 12. Now, this is a clincher. Verse 1. This is what we're saying. Remember, it says Moses was what? Faithful. Now, this is where he got it from. But let's start from the beginning here. And Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he married. So Moses, after he had read the law, and said, we will only marry Jews. Hear ye the law of the Lord. Nobody. Which means you set up the marriage committee. And you have told people not to marry ladies like this. After you have denied us, chief, you married that very time. Or guy hypocrites. Are you following saying yeah? So, now, now, the only reason why, I, 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 you can't prove I'm wrong, I can, I can prove I'm right. The only reason why Moses married the Ethiopian woman was because she was fine. There's nothing else there. He saw an Ethiopian fine woman and said, chief, there's a problem here with the law. <laughs> All right? I'm attracted. I'm in love. There has to be something with the law that is wrong. Because I'm in law. All right. So what happened here was that he saw the problem whom he had married. In fact, he married that before he told them. So, so we have married already. <laughs> so he married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. In other words, Aaron was his cousin. He didn't call him. He married. Okay? Now, verse 2. And they said, hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Now, this Miriam and Aaron, this is the same thing Korah, Data, and Abraham were saying, that they ran into trouble. Down the line, they are saying exactly the same thing. Hath he not spoken also by us? Which means, look, it's not only Moses that knows God. We too can preach. We too can prophesy. And the Lord heard it. Whatever you say in your room, God hears it. Verse 3. Now the man Moses was very meek above all men which are upon the earth. You know what it is to be meek? To be meek there means he won't do anything without God authorizing it. So even though the law said he shouldn't marry, God told Moses. God, Moses went to meet God. God said, come. Do you like her? Yes. <laughs> what did I say in the law? Read it very well. There is a clause there that gives you, but it's when the veil is off, you can see it. When the veil is not there, you cannot see this clause. You want to marry her, go and marry her. I will protect you. So Moses moved. You say, how do you know? I know what I'm saying. I will show you. Because David also saw that kind of thing. He says, burnt offering, an offering for sin, thou withest not, but my heir has thou opened. Faithful people enter into that realm. It's when you get into that place of difficulty that you understand what you don't understand. Now, I want to show you here. It's when you get there, you get to the place of revelation, where God shows you at that dimension. Now, look at what he's saying here. I know what I'm talking about here. He says, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, come near to the tabernacle of congregation, and three of them came. God said, Moses, I told you I would deal with this myself. The Lord came down in the pillar of cloud. Stood at the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forth. Verse 6, he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, since you say you are prophets, if there is a prophet, this prophet who called into the prophetic ministry, he said, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and I will speak unto him in a dream. 
He said, but my servant Moses is not so who is faithful. In other words, the difference is faithfulness. When you enter into faithfulness, you get revelation more than even somebody in called office. Do you see what it says? That's why he says, they shall not need any man to teach, say, know the Lord, for they will all know him. Which means from the least, anybody who is faithful and walk through the process. Which means no matter what anybody teaches you, it's still in parables. When you start practicing it, then God starts speaking to you. So you can even understand it more than your teachers. Do you see what we're saying here? Look at what happened next. It says, with him, I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, not in dark speeches. Which means your own is dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Not only did he hear my voice, he saw my face. He said, wherefore then you are not afraid to speak against my servant. In other words, when you see that scripture that says with an open face beholding. It is when you get into that place of crisis, the veil is removed. Then you start beholding the glory of God. Are you following me, Sadia? Then you start hearing the voice of God. God starts telling you, this is the way to go. He starts speaking to you. All right, you can just say, we will prosper. But when you get to that place, God tells you the office to take. He tells you the place to rent. He tells you, all right, do this. He tells you, all right, somebody, I mean, somebody walked into the office. Don't walk, send me. Yeah, send me and said, Pastor, you know, my contract, I just ended where I am. And this is exactly what I do. Can I do it in the office? And I called the head of administration. I said, you know, you were telling me you wanted, I said, this person wants to work. I said, yes. Two of us agreed immediately without anything. But we knew that was a very peculiar hire. All right, so we had to manage the politics. So I said, this is what we will do. All right, okay? But so she said she would come and for interview. I said she should come Friday. She came. I said, how are you? Fine. Um, this is what we want you to do. She says, okay. Is that the end of the interview? I said, yes. Because before you came, we knew we needed somebody like you. Perfect fit. All right? Said, you didn't tell me the following seven things. I said, one, how much are we earning? Two, this, two, three, four. Ten. I said, so how much are you earning where you are coming from? She told me. I said, don't worry. We are rich where we are. We can pay this one much more than this one. Perfect fit. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God opens. So when, now, I want to close with this. Jesus also, listen to what Jesus said. He said, you will see the face that's the reward of staying with him in difficult places. You will hear his voice. He will start speaking to you. He will tell you things like, you know, or I get up. It's when you are there, you start having those kinds of conversations. Reverend Emeko said once, and I remember this, he said, we are taught. That's why you can teach. You may not even understand what you are teaching. So you are explaining it. But you, have, you, you get what I'm saying. That's what has happened to people in this generation. Everybody shouting on social media. I don't agree. I don't, you don't agree. I agree. If I, even the scriptures they're quoting contradict what they're saying, but they don't know. I don't agree. You know what happened? People who are taught by prophets, they got to the verge of where God will teach. They got disappointed. They backed off. Most people have had that experience. So they have that Aaron and Miriam ministry. 
which means if anybody pulls the trigger and says, look, this thing is not working, you are going to have a lot of people. But people that pressed in and heard the voice of God and got experiences will tell you it's too late. For Jesus said, no man can speak lightly after you have experienced the miracle. Now, look at what Jesus said. John chapter 5 here. That's why there are two sets of Christians. They are the circumcised and the uncircumcised. There are those who bled to find out. There are those who just listen to tapes. Do you get what I'm saying? There are people that pressed in. Yeah. But I have a greater witness than that of John. Now, remember, Moses saw, Jesus, saw God and heard. Look at what Jesus said. For the, father, for the for works the Father has given me, and that's where the Bible says, they that know their God, that's when you know God. Verse 37. It says, and the Father himself which had sent me had borne witness of me. You've never heard his voice at any time, nor seen his word shape. But look at what he said about them. Verse 38. For you have not his word abiding in you, for whom he has sent you believe not. Verse 39. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal so they have said scriptures. These are Bible scholars, but had never heard the voice of God. Which means what they found in scriptures, when God said the journey starts, took them by the hand. They got to the point difficulty came, they said they backed off. So they never got to the place where they heard the voice of God. Neither did they see the shape of God. Those who saw the shape were bleeding as they were worshiping. Those who heard the voice were there, discouraged, and they were singing. Tears might have been coming down their ears, but they said, this God is faithful. Something is going on I don't understand. Teach me, Lord. Open my eyes. And they began to hear the voice of God. And they began to hear the voice of God. And they began to hear. And when you hear the voice of God, I mean, how can somebody tell you it is not real? Ah, this Holy Ghost thing is not real. Let's assume that you are on your way, right? Somebody was on his way to World Trade Center that morning and God spoke to him, do not go to the place this morning. I don't, and he says, I'm not going because he heard the voice. You now tell that kind of person there's no voice? You tell that person there's no voice? Are you following what I'm saying? Somebody got up and, and he was about to enter a car and God said, get out of the car. And he got down from that public transport and went into, I've seen somebody an empty one and sat down. And by the time the empty one got filled up, that other one had gone as they were driving. After 45 minutes, they saw that one crashed, everybody dead. You tell that person that there's no voice. You start sharing Greek. He'll say, over Greek. He'll say, forget, he won't even listen to you. There's no place for strife or discussion. But where are we not getting this? Because when we get there, and we start worshiping, God now begins to teach. God begins to teach. God begins to teach. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. By the power of your spirit, I ask that you establish our hearts in this truth, cause it to grow and expand within our consciousness and bring forth fruit within our lives in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.